Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to Cavendish College, where we are all diligently enacting change with our seating protest and not at all trying to skip out on exams that we definitely aren't prepared for. Uh, joining me one final time on this sex education trip, the last two episodes, it's two thirds of this The Cinema Crew. Please don't ask them how many blankets they've conveniently burned. It's Chinedu and Priscilla. How are you guys doing? Hi, guys. Hello, hello, hello. I have the life sucked out of me thanks to capitalism. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm doing okay, man. Like that. I'm good. I'm actually like excited that. to talk about this. these two episodes. Yeah, it always... I always wonder whenever like I have to get people on record episodes obviously at the end of days whether this is a respite or it's just making the day longer but i try not to ask so i don't feel feel guilty priscilla how are you doing tired like, yeah okay. but i'm okay um you know okay well as you guys i'm sure know we have a lot to go through this episode so i'm just gonna be very quick admin the continental is out now the first episode with obiara ibuka and robert gen v is coming out next week we'll have a couple of guests on that a returning guest and a first timer on that episode i'll be doing gen v i've seen the first few episodes i think there will be some things that people will need to talk about like there's some there's some there's some clips that you're going to see online so yeah i think definitely check out gen v um top boy winning time all on the feed right now Uh, i'm going to really try really hard this episode is going to be long so i'm going to try to get through this as quickly as we can um sex education the final two episodes, episode seven is written by Bella Hissom and episode eight is written by Thara, by Thara Popola and both are directed by Alisa McCalland. Um, I want to start with the, the protest, the seating protest, and then we'll probably move into to episode eight. Um, how do I, so I have a bit of concern trolling I want to do. And I can see, because I was watching, I was like, I can see the criticism of like, of this show and it had been sprinkled across different parts of it being like maybe too didactic or basically boiling down to thesis statements and argument. And I, I don't think this is not about how to put it. It's not about the content of what it's talking about. Not like it's not talking about trans or gay or black people, but about the way it's done. Right. I can see the argument. However, as a fan of the newsroom, <laughs> I'm definitely and obviously a fan of didactism. And I think like, this is just a little bit of an aside. I feel like, TV is cool because like you get to have characters that say things that are way more articulate than they actually should be. You get to allow didactism. You get to just preach in a way that like would not fit in the real world, but like works because it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. Like you get to have characters that are 17 speak like they are 50 and have gone through two decades of, <laughs> of therapy. But that's because that's, that's just because that's how TV is. Like you get to have people that will never be that articulate in real life, actually say what their real feelings are across yeah. all shows and talk like the smartest person in the room. And I just, so all that to say that like, I do see the argument of that maybe this is a bit too didactic and maybe it's too preachy or maybe it's too convenient. But at the same time, I'm just like fully on board because I just think that's what TV should be. I think TV should give that grace to, actually when you are pre- preaching or talking about something that. Not, every, not everyone not everyone has experience. Like sometimes you just need to be blunt and straight to the point and say, this is how it is. This is how I feel. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try and put it in a good way. And obviously that always works when you have like some truly great performers 
on the show. You have really funny, really creative, really emotional and raw writing. So yeah, that was just like my little soapbox moment. Um, Jade, what did you think of of this this uh, protest moment with the Cavendish College students? Um, I see the like I see the criticism, but at the same time, like I'm always a fan of teaching or something on TV. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, like um, Top Boy just finished, and I think they did some of that. I think where I kind of where you lose me is when it starts to get like it's not necessary to the plot or it's something that's not that we haven't seen in the show before, but we've seen like this type mm. of like coming together of teenagers before, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. prove a point we've seen it on sex education, you know, like, and we've seen representation of identities. We've seen like, you know, sex education, try to, you know, teach us something about like, you know, how diverse people, how diverse we are, how, how diverse people are. And, yeah, I don't. I didn't mind it one bit. I like. I liked it because, you know, at the end of the day, these are people. You know, this is what they face every day, or this is what they face. You know, in our lives, mm-hmm. and we need to be conscious of that. We need to be able to remember that. So, yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. Like, I can't lie. I I think where again, like I said, it's maybe it might get lost on me as if you know. Like it feels like okay, every like ten minutes we're having like a coming together of all the characters to teach us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then that's when yeah, but I, I, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. Uh Priscilla, you, do you have any thoughts on that sequence? I didn't mind it to be honest. I mean, I think similar to like I really loved the protest scene in the last Top Boy season because it reminded me of like the old summer house days because the show hasn't felt like that for a long time. And then seeing the protests, the two that they did were like, okay, we're going to where you originally started from on Channel 4. We didn't have that much money and you're going to the roots of what, why these kids and why most of these guys are in the position that they are in and what's caused these things to happen. So I really liked it. And it made sense with this storyline in regards to sex education. I think it did need to happen. I think it's important that we do see these scenes. I think... And I don't want to speak for people in that community um, mm-hmm. because half of my friendship group are in that community. Um, so I would like to hear what they think following this. But I think sometimes sex education do the big things very well and don't do the small things very well. So there's a lot of nuance with the cis-hetero storylines that they add in there. Except Otis, which was only this only time this happened was this season where there was a lot of nuance regarding him was season four, ironically. But regarding most of this, the cis hetero people on the show, there was a lot of nuance behind it. So they understood, you know, the different little things that happen. And, you know, sometimes like what makes Heartstopper such a popular show on Netflix and why it's such a good book? Because it's just a show about gay kids and trans kids as they are as they're living there are elements where they have conversations about that which are important but it's not the entire emphasis of their character if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes maybe moving forward they do the small things really well you've done the big thing i mean maybe they have a different opinion people in the community but they do the big protest stuff like quite well thought out but the tiny things haven't been well thought out. Why did it take you four seasons for us to see Eric in his true self? Why did it take us this long 
to see this many characters communicating. And I think what I liked more was the relationship issues between the characters. That was interesting to see because that wasn't shown in all the other seasons before. And you've had gay, trans, non-binary characters on the show the entire time. Do you know what I mean? So I think it, it goes across all TV shows, um, except maybe a few that they know how to do the big, big stuff very, very well. Tiny things, the, the little things that make them them, like the little nuances they don't do as well. So that's my only critique with, with one of many critiques I have of sex education, but that's one of the things I had with it. Um, so yeah, that was my opinion regarding the protest, I guess. But I did mm. like it. Like it was nice to see. Yeah, before we move on, because before we move on to episode eight, do you, who wants to apologize to Isaac first? I'm not apologizing to him. <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry. Priscilla is, is well to be fair, Priscilla is the only person that needs to apologize to him. Yeah, like, I mean, we'll, we'll get to O as well, but Priscilla, I don't know. You might have to hand out just I'm a little not, bit. I'm, I'm, just some... I'm not apologizing. I, I apologize Actually, to, to be honest, what he did was trash. Uh, no, not going to lie. Like, wasn't the protest. No, 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 no. As in when he, when Otis. Oh, from previous uh, season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like, no, someone can't do one good thing and then I forget. I'm sorry, it doesn't work out that way. Um, Laurie Nunn, who created this show, said this season's about second chances and it feels a bit harsh. I appreciate want to give Isaac a second chance. I don't no, know, that just feels a bit targeted. Like... Me, yeah, it depends on what you've done. Do you know what I mean? It's the level of what you've done. I'm sorry, like, his behaviour was disgusting. It was a bit mad. Like, you, I'm not... It was a bit mad. This kumbaya thing is not... I need to see consistent change behaviour before I say anything. Just because he likes, he's being nice to the girl he likes, don't mean anything. Yeah, yeah like, a fair... <laughs> sorry, it's a cold world, but that's how it works. Wow. He's 17. Okay, let's let's go to the finale. Let's go to kind of wrap up the stories of these characters. This is where we spend the majority of our time. Um, general question, I think I'll start with you again, Chinedu. Was there a point in this episode where your heart wasn't in a vice grip? Because I felt like it had like its cold hand on my heart through all 18, 19 minutes of this episode. I was just like, let it, let it go, please. You know what, yeah, like, as I was watching, I just, what I just remembered was you talking about, like, you know, the whole Netflix and binging and, like, the release strategy. And mm -hmm. I was just thinking, I could have had eight weeks of joy from this, but now I'm having to pack this all into, like, one week. Yeah. And it's like, this show means a lot to me. Like, it, it's very, it's one of the best shows, I would say that comfortably, like, on TV. Um, in terms of what it does with the characters and the stories. And I was just sad, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it was... Uh, I just kept looking at the timer and it's like, it's closer to ending. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I... I was going to say at the start of the episode, like, if anyone, you know, catches me crying, please just mind your business. I beg. <laughs> like, but... did you, I'm going to ask, did you cry up at any point during the episode? Look, yeah. Look. I didn't cry. But, but uh, you know, a scene that really touched me, I'm sure we'll get into it, but mm. Adam and his dad hugging each other. Mm. Bro, bro, I had to like, you know, kind of drink some water just to <laughs> cool the emotions down, like, just a bit. But no, I, 
I enjoyed it with so many emotions, like obviously like just joy at seeing what they've done with the characters, like Adam's growth, um, his dad as well. And obviously sadness at like a show that I really like love going away and, you know, laughter, it's it's one of the things that the show does well. Mm. It was just a it was a really good way to end the show that is very dear to all of us. Uh Priscilla, how many times did you cry during the episode? It was with Eric and Otis. I firmed it the entire time. All There's... the way to the end. You got all the way to the end. Joyce, <laughs> yeah. It's because those two have a tangible softness between the two of them. Like the love between. That's why I said I didn't mm-hmm. doubt that them two would get back to where they were. Because mm-hmm. when you have a friendship built on a love like that, it will take a lot for you to separate. True. It will take a True. lot. That's why I was so firm with it. Because I kept thinking, because there's some friendships where you watch and you kind of know, like, yeah, you guys will drift apart. Mm-hmm. Those two, by kingdom come, like, whatever happens, they're stuck. Like, they're together. They're mm. basically like a married couple. So when, when they were talking and Eric was saying like how he's going to be a pastor and Eric said he was doing really well. That, that shook me, by the way. We'll get to, we'll get to Eric. We'll get, the, we'll get to then Eric. When, when Otis was saying what he wanted to do and how like you could tell, you know, it was really nice, but I think Otis made me more emotional, mainly because I think you can sense Otis had a sense of peace and he's been mm-hmm. an anxious wreck for four seasons. So to see him at a place mm. where he's actually happy and calm and settled, he doesn't know, obviously, like, you don't know what mm-hmm. the future holds for you, but he's actually like, you know what, like, whatever happens, I can cope with this. I've got the coping mechanism to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It was such a relief. Because I've been so worried about it. Like, Eric is one of the people, like, I was worried about Eric, but I know Eric will get to the place where he needs to get to. Mm-hmm. But people like, Eric and Otis are pretty very similar, actually. Like, they put so much onus on looking after other people, they forget about themselves. So I was really happy that both of them made selfish decisions for themselves and then they ended it back together. Amy made me cry. Yo, that girl, Amy, she's in my heart. She almost made me cry. She almost made me cry. I was really happy for Ruby. I'm really happy she found her boundaries. I'm really happy she found her tribe. Very happy for her. She needed that moment, I think, for her to pick herself. And sometimes you don't need to be friends with people. Like sometimes firm your bad. Oh, you yeah, Otis. I was really happy because they. I was so hoping they were not going to do the typical thing where you make them be friends afterwards. Because sometimes you, you, it's not possible, and it's neither Otis' fault or Ruby's fault. Sometimes you just can't. When you've had that feeling for someone and that person's hurt you, whether intentionally or unintentionally, sometimes you can't. It, there's no way back, and that's not the person's fault. That's just for your own mental well-being. So I'm happy that she did that. Mm. Really happy mm-hmm. for all the new characters. And I was really happy for, like, Graf and, like, all the, like I was happy everyone had got there. Like, everyone's storyline ended so well that I felt satisfied finishing. I was upset, of yeah. course, but I was satisfied. No one, it wasn't leaving me like I needed another season. It, and I can picture where mm-hmm, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're going to, I'm going to try our best to go, like, character by character because there's just so much to go through. Before we go into that, um, a couple of things. I just don't know where to, I didn't know where to put them in the notes. I really want to shout out Hannah Gatsby's energy throughout this season, like just her being in the scene. Whatever for anyone who doesn't know, I'm talking about Jean's boss at the radio station. I was just like, I don't know if it was the accent or just like I was like, whatever. She, she didn't put a foot wrong this entire season. Um, 
And I think I kind of touched on this last week when we were discussing just the new formats of the season. But I, seeing all the characters, like, or at least all our fave characters from Mordeo searching for Cal, this finale made me realize just how much I missed having these characters together. Like, I missed having yeah. Amy and Viv speaking together, or Jackson and Amy. And it's just like, because they've all been in their own isolated stories. And I think for the most part, it's worked. Um, to get what Priscilla said last week, I think it's been a success largely but you do realize i miss all this kind of interconnections it's just like oh yeah i like i like my characters talking to each other yeah i like my favorite characters interacting with one another um okay let's start with cow for obvious reasons um cow said the word in like her first their first appearance in this episode when they said that they were experiencing dysphoria and it's a word i feel like i knew them I knew, but I also feel like I didn't know. It's a weird word. I was like, I know that word, but I also don't know that word. And it's such a perfect word to experience to explain so many so many feelings and what they were experiencing, and I guess what lots of people experience. Um, yeah, Carl is in the pits, and then their disappearance is kind of what triggers most of the school to go looking for them. I don't know. Again, because we are not the target, not audience, but the target demographic for this kind of story. I don't think. There is much we can say about the story beyond just from a personal, like a human point of view, right? We can't talk about the specific feelings of of being a transitioning person, but we can't talk about just the feelings of of being alone and feeling like you're not right for this world. So many different people experience that in one way or other, just being through bouts of depression and being through like nobody understands you and all of that thing. I, I, it was so expertly done the way it was seeded in throughout the season through different conversations and different glances or whatever had to blow up in the the finale. Um, who wants who wants to go first? Talking about Cal. I mean, I don't mind. Um, watching it was very upsetting. Ah, this is the bit I almost it, it got to me actually because mm. I think watching them experience such a weird turmoil inside them and you're trying to watch them process it then trying to watch them explain it to someone else when they don't quite understand what they understand what Mm. it is but how do you then explain it to someone else who's never going to know exactly how that feels um i think the feeling of loneliness is like i think what was interesting and it was an interesting dynamic that the show did was that in a period where Cal should probably feel like they have the most um, support and they're in the most probably warm environment they've ever been in since being arriving into the scene with the school being more open, there's characters, she's got someone, um, they've got someone, um, who is it, is it Roman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roman who also knows what that's like and they still mm-hmm. are... And they feel more lonely than ever. Mm-hmm. And I I found that so fascinating. I mean, I guess anyone could... It. I feel like, I don't know, it's not the same, but I imagine like it's probably what it's like when you, you're the only person in the room now, there's many of you in the room, but then you still feel alone. Sometimes you tend to mm-hmm. think that if the, there's a majority of us, then I'll feel better because there's more people that look like me. There's more people who are like me. There are more people who understand where I'm coming from. But then for Cal to get to the place where they understand, like, actually, 
having more people like me helped and I could talk to people and that was great but that feeling is still there and it hasn't gone away and that was interesting for them to battle with and I think what was really lovely was seeing the support of their mum like to see a mum in a show like this be so warm and loving of their child who's transitioning and in like I we don't really get to see that often especially a black child mm. was so lovely to see and I think the whole school like caring for her love and um, caring for them loving them understanding them like really like it was actually it was really really lovely actually that's why I almost well up because I thought you know it's actually really nice to see someone be well loved by everyone around mm. them and sometimes it's really hard to see that when you're so stuck in that mindset of like, I can't get out of this. Like no one understands me. And Cal had a thousand hands reaching out to them and they didn't even realize it. Um, so yeah. it was really nice that they came to the conclusion that, you know what, I've got to support everyone around me. And if I don't know how I feel right now, that's okay. That's going to take time to heal. I think they were expecting a quick fix, and that's not how life works. Sometimes, sometimes it takes a couple, of, a few years. Like what they're going through is something no one else will understand, and it will take years for you to work out those feelings. And it's not just a thing of something will quickly go away. It's something that's going to take time and open dialogue. Mm -hmm. And the best thing for them that like a lot of people in that community don't have is that they've got a loving community and a loving family supporting them. And that's half the battle won. The rest of it is just them, all them working together to make sure that Cal gets to where they want to get to, wherever that thing, wherever that place is. But yeah, it was really nice actually. I, I almost cried. Oh, I almost cried when they were in the bed, when they were lying in the bed with their mum. Oh, a tear almost dropped. And I was like, no, you got to be, you got to suck it up. Chidu, uh, thoughts? I mean, Priscilla has basically said, yeah, yeah, a lot of it. Like, the only thing I would say is um, sometimes just watching, you know, Carl and um, the show generally, it's almost like these kids are 17 going through this. And mm -hmm. it was just very heavy knowing that, you know, Carl is a very young person you know, going through this um, feeling of dysphoria, like they said. And yeah, you just want to give them a hug. You just want to make things better for them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Priscilla said pretty much all of it. No, you're right, Chinedu. I wanted to give them a hug. Those, like, especially when they were at the, I don't know where they were, but like that Rocky Mount, like cliff thing that they they were sat on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. and Eric spotted yeah. them. I've never wanted to hug someone in my life so bad. Like I really wanted to hug them. So I'm like, you are going through so much right now, and I don't think you understand half of it. Yeah. And it was so yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was happy that Eric was the one that found them. That was the thing I was relieved about the most. It was the probably the best person to see Cal in that exact moment, I think, because Eric's quite, he's hes slightly out of the situation a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, he's an outsider, but he's a loving outsider. And so he would under, probably understand probably more than anyone else would, but obviously he's not in that community. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, obviously he's not yeah. exactly like Cal, obviously then he's not going through the same thing, but 
I think they needed an outsider, someone who wasn't directly yeah. involved in their circle, but then someone who would also be more sympathetic to their situation probably yeah. than the next person. Not that the others aren't, but probably Eric would probably be 10 times more just because of as a person, how empathetic he is and how human he is and how he listens to everyone and how he loves everyone. So I think that was the, per- I'm happy they picked that person. I think it was Jackson. That was, that was interesting. If it was Jackson, I would have been happy if it was Jackson, but I think it would have annoyed me a little bit because I think sometimes you just need someone who's not in the inner circle mm-hmm. to speak to. And I think Cal needed that. And it needed to be either like Eric, maybe Amy, Otis, someone who's not in it like everyone else is. Oh, I definitely think, in, yeah, I mean, I think originally when I saw that it was, Eric was going to find them, I think I was initially not not happy about it. I think I thought it was going to be, it was going to take away from the Carl Jackson conversation that, that needed to happen. Um, but obviously that still happened, so I'm, I'm, I was fine with it. I like that scene a lot because it was three black teenagers talking. I, this is, so Priscilla, obviously you know the Bechdel test. Mm. And for anyone anyone listening, the Bechdel test is a test or something sort of basically as a joke by an American cartoonist. I think her name is Alison Bechdel. And basically it's two female, two named female characters having a conversation not about a man. So it's like, does it does the movie pass that, that Bechdel test? And I really do want, I've been thinking about this for a while. I really do want like a black version of that test. I want to have like, because I think I want to so much whenever I watch things now. I want to have two or more black characters talking to one another, not about a white this person. Is, this is why I didn't want Jackson to be there for this exact reason, because the conversation why? would have spun, the way they would have wrote in it would have spun from Cow's turmoil to Jackson's mm. thing. And it, that needed to be two completely separate conversations. Fair. I did. I did not. I did not want because it would actually piss me off so much that someone's talking about their feelings of dysphoria and you know suicide and all this stuff. I guess. I guess it depends on how much the writers read Jackson's character because yeah, I think Jackson is that. more intelligent than that. I'd hope so. Oh yeah. I would hope. I would hope so. But it's still you're writing a male character, even the greatest writers fall. <laughs> in that trap and I didn't want I, I that's why I didn't want Jackson to be the one to find them at all whatsoever I yeah. didn't want it I wanted it to be an outsider specifically for this reason because then it opens up the dialogue for Cal to really talk about how they felt to someone because that yeah. person doesn't know really they know but they don't know so that's why I wanted it because now mm-hmm. we understood Cal and how they feel and everything I have a better perspective of everything that's been going on that's been going on in their head for about two seasons now with Jackson they would have sort of diluted it a little bit they they don't want to hurt their feelings because that person Mm -hmm. cares about them well yeah that's a good part oh actually let me let me expand shit on what I was saying earlier because where in it was not a good place so two named black characters who have a conversation with one another not about a white person or about their blackness but in which their blackness is not not acknowledged. So they're not having a conversation about racism or slavery. But I like that conversation between Jackson, Carl, and Eric. And this might just be me as the person I am reading the scene. But I feel like 
their blackness is never in doubt. Like when they are talking to one another, they, they, it's, it, it, it's subtext, but maybe even more than so. Like they know what they're saying. They're not saying, oh, because we are black people and you're, tra- you're trans and you're gay and you have two lesbian moms, whatever. They're just saying like, because we are different people, but they all acknowledge that they are all black people. Does, does, does that make sense? Yeah. Like they never, they never talk like white people. They never talk like they don't acknowledge that they are black. Which was, and again, I just didn't mean interpreting that scene because I want to interpret that scene that way. But that was just kind of the way I took that scene. I really like that scene because just three black people talking about struggling as human beings in a world that is mostly white people, and I just really, really like that scene. Mm. And and Jackson and Eric were kind of dressed similarly. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. So it was just it was a very it was a nicely very crafted good. Jackson, the actor, not the character. Good looking man. I need to specify oh, okay. that. <laughs> you, you did in the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, I need to, I need to specify it again. So I think I think your point about why it was good that Eric found them was actually is actually good. I think yeah. I, I, I think I became heavily invested in the Jackson storyline this season and I for obvious reasons. And um and I didn't want like their history to be betrayed. I didn't want the history that Jackson and uh, Carl yeah, yeah. had because the reason he finds her finds them is because that's the spot they used to share last season. Mm. That's the spot they used to go to. Go so, to like, all the time, yeah. But you're right that it's good that Eric's because, as we all know, or maybe we don't all know, but sometimes it's easier to talk to someone that is not that close to the situation. It's easier to unburden them because you don't feel that kind of guilt or oppression or whatever. By the way, I I like how that scene played out in the end okay we're running we're running long so let's quickly move on to otis and mave and then we'll talk about mave so otis and mave break up in a truly incredible and heartbreaking scene in like i love when jesus christ <laughs> what, what, what did i miss <laughs> nah priscilla did, do did it she again celebrate their gonna, breakup? Yeah. bro oh my god it's funny though because Otis and Ruby, you still didn't get that either. So yeah, you lost yeah, yeah. on both. No, you I lost actually, it. I didn't. After watching, when I got into ten minutes to, episode eight, do you want me to replay? We have, we, we have, we no, have no, no, the. Uh, I can, I can, no, no, I can I replay say, what you what you wanted. No, no. When I was getting ten minutes into watching episode eight, and I was mm-hmm. seeing Ruby and stuff, and then I was like, oh, you know, I actually don't want him with anyone. Oh yeah, I didn't like. I there was never enough time to do a ruby like go back no no like, they, never they, they, they very well off. could have that last scene if that could i don't been, think we would have believed it it's it would have been too insulting to ruby's character sure like there's, there's enough time for otis to win back ruby, not ruby win her back but they could have just said would you go on a date and she would have said yes and we would never have known what would have happened they could have just done that if they really wanted to true True, true, I'd have been disappointed in Ruby. I'd have been disappointed in her, well, but they could have done that. Just because, like, it's like do it's like you've been hurt before and you're going back there. She's seventeen. That's the first, probably that's one of true. the first people that she's had serious crush on. Crush on. Uh, I think first love. That's very, that's very fair enough. If she's doing things that thirty year olds still do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I don't mean. I, yeah, yeah. It's a bit understandable. <laughs> uh, okay, so Otis and me break up. Priscilla, calm down. Um, <laughs> she was um, about to do a knee slide in front of yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was just about to do this Marcus Rashford. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they proceed to have what I believe was probably the most intimately shot and crafted sex scene the show has ever done. Like, I may be missing something, but it feels like the first sex scene that they've done. No, I'm sure they are other. I just can't remember them. But like, no, you're right. Adults in love. You're right. That was the first intimate True, sex scene I've seen on a show, and the first one I've seen in a long time. Because I, I, I hate sex scenes. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, no, but not for the reasons you think. Not for the reasons you think. It's just they make me feel like for weird because <laughs> 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 especially on this show because they're teenagers yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was a bit but that's the thing I think, I think a lot of the sex on this show because they're teenagers has been very straight up horny <laughs> yeah I was going to say primal which have been a weird word to use but like yeah that's straight up horny straight up like just I'm horny right now let's have sex but like this one seemed intentional this seemed to love. have a like they, yes they knew what it was they, they knew it wasn't the start of something was the end of something, but it was also like, it was almost like we can't not, like we have so much love between ourselves that we can't not do this. Like our story cannot end without us not having sex, but expressing our love in yeah. the purest form were, possible. That we, it sounds cringy. They were making love. Yeah. <laughs> I found the soundbite uh, for the episode. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I just felt like the the everything the 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 chemistry between the performers, the like interaction between the characters, like the the, the way they are speaking with their eyes, everything. I was just like, this is a different kind of of sex scene that the show is doing, and yeah, it was very well done. Um, but yes, they, they break up. Maybe said that she's going back to America. Obviously, um, as you mentioned, I had I had a let me put the caveat like. Like Priscilla did. I had a big crush on, on Emamaki this season. I don't know what I don't know what changed, but like I think whatever she was doing this season was like the performance, everything was just really good this season. Jade, what are you about to say? I'll cut it, I'll bleep it out. Let him cook. <laughs> Let him. Oh my jo- god. Join jo- me. Uh, no, I, I I think she was incredible this season. I I don't know. I just I had a really big crush on Emmanuel this season, but yeah, Man so. said this season, but sure, beat that <laughs> one out too, sure. No, no. <laughs> they're all in there for as evidence. Um, no, yeah. I mean, Priscilla. Speaking of, I don't even I shouldn't give you this opportunity since considering you don't want to apologize to Isaac, but do you want to do your your victory lap now because you mentioned obviously what uh, multiple Emmy winner. Dan Levy was going to say to her about how he is trying to to push her, and he he says he says that well, basically word for word, but at least to our benefit, Chinedu, uh, just like we, as we said last week, uh, Maeve also kind of called bullshit on all of that, so it was yeah. kind of we're both both correct. Everybody uh, he, wins. Yeah, everybody wins. I've had a teacher like that. That's why I knew. <laughs> I've had a teacher like that. I hope they've revoked it, their license. Yeah, how they're not teaching anymore. <laughs> and like not 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 boy. not to that not to that not to what he was doing, but of a similar yeah, thing yeah, yeah. where he was so like <laughs> it was so hard on us. But then like we knew that he did it because he cared in a way. He didn't do it in a mean way, if that makes any sense. Like he was mm. pushing mm-hmm. us beyond our ability, not to what, what she was experiencing. Yeah, 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 but um, he was doing that in a way. But we knew he cared, 
he was being that strict with us because at the end of the day like we got, I got my best results under him because he was that good with us oh so basically all Nigerian teachers except the he cared <laughs> except they don't care they just they just do because they're Bro, because for fun. he gives for them fun. a kick yeah because I remember like when we spoke to him afterwards because we were like so like why were you like moving like the Darth Vader like what was going on yeah and he was like because he was so happy with all our results like he was dead I, I thought he was going to cry on results day because he was so happy with our results but he said I did it because you know I cared about you mm. a lot and I could see you guys if I let you guys slack for one minute you would have taken the reins of it mm-hmm. and run because my class, even though it was a top set class, we used to take the piss. So we're one of those mm-hmm. classes where like you you have to really keep us at a level of productivity. If you don't mm-hmm. keep us at that level, you're not going to get anything from us. That was always our class. We had the same classes, pretty much nearly all of us. Um, so I knew mm. that's where he was going with it, but he was not an, ex- this is how I know he's an author and not an experienced lecturer. Because an experienced lecturer mm. would know when to pull back. As soon as you do the first sentence, as soon as it goes wrong, you go, okay, because it's adaptive teaching, you just change how you do it for someone. Like if there's a therapy session with someone, like I do, I used to do therapy different for different people. There's some people you can be not blunt, but slightly more to the point with. Mm-hmm. And then if there's someone who I can't do that with, I won't do it with them because that's not going to work. Like if someone's been burnt quite a few times and has basically come through fighting, I'm not going to be blunt and to the point with them. They don't need that. They need an arm around the shoulder, a bit of someone talking to them mm. and coaching them to get them the confidence to then let them do it. And that's what Maeve needed. She just needed an arm around the shoulder and telling her like, you know what? You're good yeah. enough to be here. Your work's amazing. Stop stressing. You're all good. It's fine. And she got that from Jean. And she got that from Jean. Jean did it. Jean's a psychologist. Um, Jean's a therapist. <laughs> so Jean actually gave her what she actually needed which is that because i think sometimes teachers do this thing where they have big good cop and bad cop and they don't know how to marry Mm -hmm. the two Mm -hmm. together jean was being quite blunt with mave but she was doing it in a loving way and she was she was meeting mave to where she was which is why mave was more receptive to it if you're coming in all guns blazing and why is she gonna listen to you yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling her you cared. Why is she gonna believe you cared? You didn't treat her like you cared. <laughs> uh yeah. I mentioned I mean Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say it was horrible. Um, but if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, he did say like it's kind of scary, you know, seeing mm. them at the start of you know their careers. So I guess you could see where he really wanted to mold them. Uh, he was probably over passionate. I mean, um, that's 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 the benefit of being a TV character because no human being is saying that in real life. No person is admitting Fair that enough. they are afraid Fair of enough. the younger generation coming. That's why they're like being so so blunt and, and rude and everything. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I mentioned earlier about how I think TV characters are good because they get to be more articulate than, than they need to be. Like maybe he's a 17 year old, but she doesn't speak like one. And there's some lines she has. I haven't wrote them some down. Like she says to him, she says, unlike most students on this campus, I haven't been brought up being told I'm brilliant and deserving. So if I take a risk and it doesn't pan out, I don't have a safety net. Ellipses. And she goes, you don't like, you you don't get to be the gatekeeper of my dreams. Those are exactly. her exact words. And I just think like, again, it's like, so articulate. <laughs> yeah, word, word, word. But like, it's not, it's not a 17-year-old speaking, but like, that's the point of TV. Like, she gets to say those things that, that's, those are the words coming out of a 30-year-old writer who has been through therapy and, like, knows what they're saying. Like, but again, it can't work because that's what TV is for. Um, 
Any final thoughts on Maeve before we go to Otis? I mean, this is the final, this is the end of the show. I don't know. Uh, do you know, I, 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 I would say, I really loved that moment between Maeve and Jean. I, I actually really mm-hmm. liked it. Like, I think yeah, same. it was nice to see Maeve actually get the motherly love and care that she's been wanting yeah, this entire yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm happy that yeah. Maeve, that Jean gave Maeve the advice suited for Maeve. Maeve needed to go back to the States. Mm-hmm. Like she could have been selfish mm-hmm. and be yeah. like, I want my son to be happy. You stay here. And Maeve would have listened to her. Maeve actually would have listened to her because she had Maeve at the palm of her hands with the advice she was giving her. If if she said yeah. to, to me, Maeve, she said to Maeve, stay, Maeve would have stayed thinking it's the right advice. Mm-hmm. For Jean to say, you know what, like I want you to make the best decision for yourself. That I feel like that's probably the first time Maeve's actually hearing it. Like, you know what, you're the author of your own story. You pick where you want to go. If that's in the States, that's in the States. And if that means my son gets hurt, my son gets hurt, but I'm happy you've made that decision for yourself. You don't want to regret yeah. it. So I'm happy that Maeve got that. I've been waiting for her to get some love somewhere and she got it <laughs> so I can rest. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'd just like to add to that. It's just like, this, this is not on me, but Jean is very caring. Mm. Like mm-hmm. she is very caring, and I love that you know she showed that time and time again this season. She might come across you know a bit too overprotective, and but she she is very human, and you know I like how caring she is about like other people around her. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the criticism at her mostly from Otis, before would have probably been that she's more caring to her patients than to her family. But I think like, I think that's kind of been her journey. She's obviously now a lot more focused, family oriented and trying to Mm -hmm. be that good mom and good sister, good partner and things like that. Um, Okay, we're going to do Otis and then we've we've spoken about Otis and Eric. So we're going to do Otis and then we'll do Eric. Um, I think Otis would be okay. I mean, Priscilla mentioned Otis earlier about how this kind of his journey to not be so anxiety riddled. And we finish the show with the shot of him as we leave his bedroom. And yeah, I think he'll be okay. I don't know if he'll pass his A-levels because I still don't know if anybody in this place is smart, <laughs> apart from Viv. Uh, but I, I guess he will pass the one that he, the, what he needs for. What, what, what do you have to do? What do you have to take, Priscilla? To study, what what do you study in uni? Psychology, psychiatry. Yeah, it'd be it'd be psychology. Yeah, because to be psychiatry, to um to be a psychologist, you'd have to do three years of a BPS psychology degree. Then you would do an assistant psychologist, which is what I was doing. Then what are your um, A levels? A levels, you 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 can come into it doing sciences or psychology. They're not too fast, uh, to be honest. Um, okay, but I'm guessing fine. he was doing psychology otis seems quite smart so mm. i presume he'll probably get bees or something so he'll probably be fine <laughs> yeah he'll be i'm sure he'll be fine uh but yeah i mean and who, do you want to talk about otis before we we leave him um no i mean i i like the fact that he owned up to his faults mm-hmm. um i like his growth um and I love the friendship that he has with Eric, with Eric honestly. Um 
he is going to be okay. Um, he was one of my favorite characters throughout the entire show. Obviously, he is a protagonist, but like I just enjoy seeing him on screen. And yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. I'm just really mm -hmm. proud of him. I feel like a yeah. proud older brother. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah, I think his storylines are kind of like with Jean, with Maeve, even with O they all, and Ruby, they're kind of like wrapped up in a way that while not easy, definitely wor worked out. Okay, let's do Eric. So, um, Richard, I Eric my, let, me, let me say my piece about Otis before we move on to oh, okay. my... Sorry, I thought we had... Okay. I need to say my piece on Otis. That's my dad. Yes. I want to say, no, say this thing, yeah. I've, mm -hmm. I don't often like protagonists on shows. Okay. It rarely ever happens. Except for Kendall Roy. Kendall Roy is my only <laughs> one. I have two, okay. Kendall Roy and Jon Snow, the only two that I've ever loved. Okay. But Otis has got a place in my heart. <laughs> and I'm so happy. Like, Joa, actually, piggyback on what you said, I'm really happy that he actually said his faults. And I knew he was uncomfortable mm -hmm. with everything. I told you guys, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew it. It was so funny that he used that exact word. And I was like, oh, Priscilla actually said this. Like, no, I knew it. Yeah, exact yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. friends, I remember, like, being in uni. And some of the lads said something like this, the exact wording, uncomfortable. Fair. And I was, I, 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 I'm sensing that energy. I was like, you're so with it. He's not uncomfortable that, he's not uncomfortable that Eric is gay. He's uncomfortable that, what, that he might not be able to understand Eric that's being the, gay. That's, that's the thing that I think sometimes people forget. When you're the straight friend of the gay person or the bi or the, whoever is it, whoever you, mm -hmm, wherever mm -hmm. you may fall, in that in that um this community i think sometimes you think that you know everything because you're friends with that person and you love yeah. them and you're open and you don't judge but then there's some self-policing you have to do like my very best friend in the entire world is gay um half of my friendship group is part by one is non-binary and I like to think I'm very well versed and like I'm very yeah. non judgmental and loving and I'm a massive ally, but then I have to self police myself as well. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm I know things and I'm I'm maybe, you know, if there was the Olymp the Ally Olympics, maybe I'll get silver. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know everything. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And sometimes like Sometimes people don't talk about this. I never experienced this, but there is an element of uncomfortability because you don't understand, especially when that person finds their village. Because sometimes mm. you, when you're the only person that knows them, you feel like that's my person. Then mm -hmm. there's the element of we're getting older and we're, we're changing. And then now they found their tribe. What's the point of them hanging out with me anymore? Mm. And the uncomfortability of that feeling of not knowing them as much anymore, uncomfortability of like their life and their choices, like truly self-policing. Like, am I as open and non-judgmental as I think I am? Or am I 60% non-judgmental and there's a 40% of me that's slightly conservative in my way of thinking that I need to cha challenge? Like not everyone mm -hmm. is, you know, not everyone's fully there yet and it's a journey. But I'm happy that Otis at 17 years old was able to self-police himself that people at 25, mm -hmm. 30, 35, even 50 and 60 can't do. For a 17-year-old to be like, you know what, like, 
I I have certain feelings of being uncomfortable and I need to tackle that because there's no way that I'm going to be able to have a proper friendship with this guy with my very best friend unless I tackle that. And I was happy Mm. he acknowledged that himself first and was working on it, then told him. And didn't Mm -hmm. make Eric feel guilty for it either. Made it clear to Eric, it's not your fault. This is just my stupid thing that I've got to deal with and I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I still want, and I want, but I still want you to invite me to these things. I need to confront that feeling. So yeah, I was happy. I was here with my little meow meow. He's there with Kendall right now. Jesus Christ. What a, com- what a combination of white men. No. Um, Kendall John Snow. <laughs> Kendall Roy should have, should have, Let's not, I'm not doing this. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the fact that their storyline ends with, with them playing, I can't remember what game they were playing. It wasn't mine. Smash, Smash Bros. Bros. Smash Bros, yeah. So like, yeah, I don't remember if they did that in earlier seasons, but it feels like something they've been doing, probably been doing for years. Um, okay, so Eric... Eric's own personal storyline ends with him basically becoming the black gay John the Baptist. I, I feel like God basically tells him to go <laughs> and like lead her, lead her people. And like, so he wants to be a pastor or he's planning on being a pastor. And so Eric's scene is the scene that, that, that almost broke me at the baptism. And I don't even know if it would have been worse, I don't think it would have been, if it would have been worse if nobody said, like, I love you. Like, his mom, when his mom stood up and was like, I love you, my son, that was, I, I don't, I've been, I don't cry at stuff, which has been a whole, it has plagued many of my walks at night. I, I wonder if I'm losing my emotions. But like, at this point, like, my eyes welled up. I, like, I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was, but like, that scene, just like, obviously he's shoots is very good in that scene like you can see him crying he's very good in that scene but then when his mom stands up and is like i love you my son as you are i i was like oh my god and please i ask everyone if you're listening to this right now just go up load netflix watch that scene again there is a woman behind eric's mom that is doing the best acting this show has ever seen please you guys think i'm joking i'm sure but like this background actor is doing incredible work please 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 she wanted more work pay background actors <laughs> what does she do AI. please i didn't bro the way she's moving in this scene is so nigerian like she's she, she's like like from her face you can you can see her say mm-hmm she be i told you this <laughs> f you what they do in that house like from the moment eric's like i want to say something like her face oh my god you guys think I'm exaggerating, but please go watch this scene. You can see, like, she's talking to the person beside her. Like, she's trying not to laugh. I was just like, oh my God, where have you found this woman from? <laughs> she's so good at this. And like, she's, right, like, she's, she's acting like she knows what secret Eric's about to say. Like, they've been gossiping about it, which they probably have because they're black women in it. In it. They're black Nigerian women in the church. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> they've probably been gossiping about it. And, oh, please, you guys think I'm exaggerating. Just go back and watch this scene. It's so good. But, um, oh yeah, this, this scene... This thing broke me. I, I there's so many parts where I didn't even understand. Like Shooty's acting is so good that I couldn't decipher. Like when he walks away and he looks at his mom, I can't. Re- I couldn't really decipher what he was saying there. Was he like, "I told you," or was he disappointed in her? I, I, it was just weird, but it was just again that was just so layered, and I just really, really, really like that scene. Um, and then obviously that leads to God, Jodie Turner Smith coming back and telling him to go and lead her people and then he decides that he wants to be a pastor uh Jerry, you mentioned eric earlier so what are your thoughts on this this storyline or the end um, of eric's storyline 
Um, I love the fact that he didn't compromise himself mm-hmm. or who he is. You know, I feel like a lot of times, like the word, word, word. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times, you know, like religion makes us feel like we need to really, um, just compromise on who you are and. Mm. I, I love that. And I love that it is a relationship between Eric and God. You, I can't come and mm. tell Eric what his relationship be, it should be between him and God. Mm-hmm. What, 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 yeah, what? <laughs> no, for real. And I, I really enjoyed And another thing that I enjoyed was how realistic, honestly, uh, sex education does a good job of taking us outside of society. Obviously, in, we, we've, spoken, we've spoken about how, like, you know, they use weird cars and we don't know what year it is mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. at the same time it's such a reflection of society that like at that moment in time the church was so lost they didn't know what to do and it is how it would be mm-hmm. and i i like that you know we didn't get how i put it like we didn't get them we didn't have some fake pretend love that we know he wouldn't get mm-hmm. I'm just happy for his growth and the pastor thing shook me, but if that's his <laughs> calling and if that makes him happy, go for it. Like, honestly, man. It surprised me, definitely. It surprised me, but if that's his calling, I, then... I literally, then, yeah. I, I literally paused it like, eh? <laughs> I, was like, I feel like there are different steps. I feel like there are things we can do before pastor, but if that's, if that's what God is telling you to do, then like... Like there's outreach program, there's like <laughs> volunteer, oh like pastor seems like the extreme step, but... If that's what that's what we. I mean, my only, shout out to his mom, shout out. Like, shout out to his mom, shout out. That to, I is, think that, that was very wow, like, wonderful lovely mom. To, yeah, yeah. And I think a, we know and, as Africans. Sorry, but like as Africans who have either been to church or go to church regularly, we know what it means mm-hmm. for his mom to stand up in that in that church and like yeah. fully back him like that. Like obviously, yeah. you think, oh, of course she should do. It. She's his son, and yeah, maybe she should. Yeah. But like, oh, she, he's her son. But like, just like. We know, we know what that means. We know that could yeah. be that could be excommunicado from the society, from the church. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. She's getting mm-hmm. final snapped from that church. <laughs> she still did it anyways. No, yeah. and not to go away from Eric, but parents have really shown up this season. Mm. Um, Fair. That's a good word, 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 Parents, word, word, word. parents have really oh, shown that's, up this that's, season. That's actually yes, fair. Kyle's wow. mom, Otis's mom with Otis and me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have. They, yeah, they all have, man. Wow, Mr. Yeah, Groff. obviously, Mr. obviously Groff. the Groffs. Yeah, uh, even Joe's um, dad. Even even um, his Groff's mom as well. She advocated for Adam. The they've shown. Time. They've yeah. shown amazing growth, and I was thinking, bro, oh, wow. I might want to spin this tape for a couple of people. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you the highlights package. What you yeah. <laughs> look at your mates? Do they have two heads? Do they have <laughs> two heads? Exactly. Do they have two heads? No, because you know what? Oh, like, that's actually that's a good point. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Eric. Ooh, Eric oh, you know what I said? I almost cried quite a few times. This was another one mm. because mm-hmm. it, yeah. everything you said is basically I was going to say. Like I think it was really good that Eric came to his own conclusion. And yeah. that he said, you know what? Like, it doesn't mean he's going to stop going to church completely or stop believing in God or stop anything. It's just this specific church isn't right for him. It's not right for yeah. what he wants. Yeah. And he'll find a place where it is. And yeah. he's going to create his own space. And I think that's great. And as Shinda said, it's your own relationship with God. 
when that trumpet sounds and the rapture happens, it's you and God. <laughs> he ain't you in yeah. the church. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. So, you know what I mean? But I was really happy that Eric's mum, I've been waiting for her to have this come this this come to Jesus, no pun intended moment. She almost had it at the end of last season, almost had it the season before when he went to Nigeria and everything. But she's like she. I mean, she's known he's like she's been he's been open to her all this while. No, now, it's not that. Like she's she's he's been open to her, but she's not done this when you fully openly support him. Fully, yeah, hundred percent. She's yeah, privately supported yeah. him, which is great and nice, and he needs that. And his sisters always have been supportive, but he needed that publicly. It's one yeah. thing to <laughs> to to back your son in private. It's great. But like a lot of African parents, they may probably have no problems with it. But to publicly say out loud in front of everyone in, in a community that's very judgmental, in a church that's very judgmental, I love you yeah. as you are, yeah. was so needed. And I was I really happy love that. that he, I really love that. I really, and you know, shoot, shoot is my people, them, you know, same tribe and that. So, guys, you better watch Doctor Who. Like, I'm from the, <laughs> if you never watched Doctor Who, Please watch the Angels episode. Wait, is it is it literally your same tribe? You got from same tribe. Same tribe. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I I actually thought that was figuratively. Yeah. Oh, same man. tribe. <laughs> yeah. But um, literally, guys, like, if you've never watched Doctor Who and you're like, oh, I want to watch the Black Doctor Who, and you're probably wondering, is it something I'm going to be into? Please watch the Angels episode of Doctor Who with David Tennant. It's one of the best pieces of television you'll ever watch in your life. Billy Piper's in it. Fury to Milk. She's a good girl. Someone wanted to watch Doctor Who. But when it's, how, many, how many episodes per series? Uh, Three? Four? If I was going to be honest, yeah, I would tell people to start with Eccleston. Because so is it Eccleston and Smith? Eccleston, Tennant, Smith. Then Capaldi, oh, okay. and then Jodie. Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Fair enough. So, but Elkerson's very good. David Tennant's early seasons are some of the best TV, and plus the Russell Davies, who obviously did, um, it's not, it's not a sin, and who wrote mm. some of the best TV for Doctor Who. It's back with this season with Shooty. So for this yeah. current season with him, so please watch it, guys. Like honestly, we need to, we need to back, we need to back it. And Russell's a good writer, so like Shooty's not going to be giving trash. He's going to be giving the good stuff again. Yeah. And it'd be nice to see a prominent um, black character on TV, on primetime BBC, mm-hmm. who is an Idris Elba playing Luther. It'd be very nice. <laughs> That's... Jesus Christ, is that? Think of what this world BBC sh- Oh it's my Luther. God. It's <laughs> Luther. That's it. It's actually just Luther. That's the only like, wow. That show's you finished. Have Sherlock, you have... Wow, fair enough. Okay. Um, no disrespect to these people because we all love them, but. There's only so much time we have. So I'm just going to really be very quick with the next few characters. Uh, I think we should start with Jackson. Um, Jackson finds out the truth about his, like, his parentage. And he finds out that his mom had an affair with a married man and it was never like a donor situation, which I think we all kind of suspected when we were talking about last episode. That just His mom's reaction did not feel like a, don- a donor situation. She didn't want this guy to know. Um, she didn't want Jackson to know her, his dad. Again, it's kind of thing like it's very resolved, and I don't know. Is there any any thoughts? Anyone want to speak about this scene? It's just it was just nice to have these guys what come a together. Deadbeat. I mean, yeah, that's good. Good thought. <laughs> that's what I have to say. Deadbeat. Yeah, there's like there isn't much to say there, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, you can understand, even though it's not the right decision why his parents. Hey, kept yo, it there's from no him. understanding for me. Dead no, no, beat. not him. No, 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 not the dad. Oh. No, please, you can't understand the deadbeat. Oh my god, that's not. That's not my it legacy. I'm so dead. Um, no, I mean, obviously, you can understand why his mom, why his mom's kept it from him, even though, like, it's. I don't think it's the right decision. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. It's just another emotional sequence. Him finding out and then like him reading the letter, all of that is just again, like I said, this episode was just like my heart was in a vice grip throughout. Just like let me let me bro. breathe. Bro, <laughs> let, let breathe. the let the poor breathe. Let the poor breathe. Like I'm just tired. <laughs> this is too much. Um but I don't know, like again, we can just go to Viv unless anyone has any thoughts on the Jackson storyline they want. No, let's go straight to my sister because I got so much to say on that mixed race boy. So much to say. Jeez. <laughs> that makes, that, the way she said that makes you sound like a slur. It's um, that bro. Bull, that bull player. I've got so much to say. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so he fits in with the Solankes and the Billings. He fits in with Eddie Howe's oh repertoire. My God, please don't it's kill bit, me. It's, it's a oh bit I did not know that. I know that biracial was a quote of being a bum. Okay, player. can I just say something that is not about Viv in the Viv section? First, let me start yeah. with it, then we'll go fully on Viv. Cause I, I, just, I don't want to center the man in Viv's storyline. But Jackson's a better man than I, man. How? The way Jackson, like, Jackson let her handle the situation. He never, like, came in. He never, like, attacked oh, oh, Bo. Oh, 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 I was like, oh. yeah, I was like, yeah, I was fair like, enough, man. This fair is very enough. good. Yeah. <laughs> which is why, back to your earlier point, I think they have a better handle of Jackson, which is why I don't think he would have centered himself yeah. in the cow thing. Because I didn't want to mention this back then, but yeah. Uh, they found that he never like he never attacks Bo. He never like says, "Well, well, she said you should stop or whatever," which is what probably what I would have done. He I'm, said I'm, he honest. said what he needed to say, and when when she was like, when she was like, sorry, Siri just came up, but when she was like um, that he's he's cool, like she kind of yeah, defended him. Yeah, she texted him. Like, like, yeah, fair enough. Like, and then like he just let her handle the situation. I, yeah, and obviously like, don't, don't she him. always knows that if she ever needs him, he's always there. Like he's mm-hmm. ne- he didn't remove his availability whatsoever. So and there sometimes that he just like, again, this is, I'm sure this is a combination of the writing and the, the directing and the performances, but like sometimes like he just like held her hand. But this is what we like, call. And I'm just like, that's just so cool. Like he just touched her, just like I'm here. This is what we call a good friendship. He's a good friend, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I mm-hmm. think sometimes, yeah. and I sometimes I want to do it as well. When your friends in a situation like that, you want to be captain. I don't want to say save a hoe, but captain save a pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you want to go all yeah. in. He called Vivi a hoe. It's fine. I ain't calling. I ain't calling her that. That's my. That's my kid. He said Vivi's a hoe. No, that's fine. That's, that's my fine. sister. That's what you just continue. Just I ain't continue. calling her that. <laughs> but. I think it's really important that I think what he did very well at 17, blimey, Bro. was he gave her agency to make her decision. And I was happy that mm-hmm. everyone, Amy, Isaac, gave her agency, told her like, this isn't right, but you make yeah. the decision. Mm-hmm. Like they made mm-hmm. it clear what the, whether that Bournemouth, Eddie, how you were saying wasn't right. Yeah, because I, I hate that guy so much. Ew, Joy is here. He's the right sort of swarmy that what is not noticeable. And I was happy they showed us it's not a noticeable one because people tend mm. to think he's a, he's a nerd. He's the nerd, he's like, nice yeah. guy. Them men are them men are scary. I don't care what anyone took. They're <laughs> scary. <laughs> They're scary because sometimes yeah, I think these shows sometimes tend to go for the obvious. 
it's very good. Mm-hmm, Let's go for mm-hmm. the obvious because the office does happen a lot. Yeah. Statistics yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is a subsection of men, these nerds that people think, oh, you know, the nice guys finish last people. He's one of them. Uh- <laughs> He's one of them. He's one of them. And those men scare me because what happens is when you then say your piece, no one believes you because they're like, oh, surely can't, yeah, not hit. Yeah. That's why I was yeah. happy they showed it because I need people to open their eyes wide. If they can't open their eyes, go to Vision how... Express. Jesus Christ. I love how, like, immediately he was out there, like, the show just doubled down. I'm like, he's terrible. Like, those texts yeah. are like, he's yeah. yeah. they, they, they sent, like, they went to the dictionary and got the examples. I just sent all the texts, like, I can't handle myself around you. What, what did he say again? Um, I'm sorry. What? No, he said, what he said first, he said, yeah. like, I'm sorry you felt bad. Something like that. I was like, oh, oh they're, the they're gaslighting, doing, doing the, the gaslighting was messy 2022 World Cup level of gaslighting. I've never seen anything like it. I'm, you're 17. How do you know that language? <laughs> oh, he was. Uh, but yeah, no. And I'm gonna say, I mean, we, we mentioned it. And I'm, not to say that anyone that is forward or proactive is not no no not even proactive but forward is bad but like we mentioned it last together like this boy is a bit quick like let's like something here doesn't 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 work out these flags are amber at, one, at best one kiss then can you can, can you be my girlfriend i told what you the man hell? yeah there was something what's sitting right in my spirit with him something what's sitting but by. you know you know something sad that i thought about viv was so academically focused. She, the thought of a man was They're something not even wild. Triggered, they trigger mm. her I thought. don't know if she would be able to go and have another. Obviously, the show has ended. No, but I don't know if she'd be able to have another relationship again anytime soon. No, but she had one last season, though. <laughs> like the long distance, very good looking guy. So, oh, like, I don't yeah. think it's yeah. Not, I just, yeah, I, I get what I, I think. It, I think it will affect her. I don't think she will come out on skate. Yeah, but she, she's yeah. Also she young, won't. Which is she a good won't thing. come out. I mean, fair, fair, fair. this will have a very big impact on her because the males in her life have been quite positive. Even that boyfriend, I don't yeah. think they broke True. up in a mad way. Jackson, Otis, no, they broke up Eric, just to focus on school. Yeah, work. Jackson, yeah. Otis, Eric, all these guys, especially Jackson, have all been positive influences. And then the yeah, and what yeah, and I think what people don't understand more is from personal experience is that when you've got the bad guy who treats you bad, it's one thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I should have known. Like, do you know what I mean? When it's someone who you didn't perceive as a threat, and then mm. they do it to you, yo, it triggers you like no, because they're like, wait, like then who is okay? You you yeah, deliberately yeah, avoid yeah. the bad person, you, and you go for the guy who's studious, who who's got everything ticking, 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 and then even then, that happens to you. Basically, they're saying, "What is it? All men are blood clots." Whatever that poster said on Little Miss Jocelyn, <laughs> she was right. She was right. Uh, All men are mad. You guys need to be put in prison as soon as you're born, and you work your way out. First, in my Jesus dictatorship. <laughs> In, in my dictatorship, <laughs> that will happen. So we're 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 working First. to prove our. You have to watch your How how do you how do you prove your, yourself in prison? You ain't gonna ever prove it Just to me. So you stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. Priscilla is not going to forgive Isaac, so she, I don't think she can forgive any man. I, I feel like she's just like no. Show just me, yeah. As soon as as soon as you cross a boundary for me, I've put you out of my head. 
Your God. Jesus, um, I don't joke. Oh my God. But no, I felt I felt sorry for Eve. I felt so sorry for Viv though, because mm-hmm. you know what really mm-hmm, I was choking up a bit. You know how scared she was? Yeah. She was so scared to tell him to go away. And then when she found yeah. the strength with everyone behind yeah. supporting her and she looked at Jackson, I was so happy she, she gained her strength. Because the way she was scared was making me cry. I said, to feel th- yeah, that terrible, level man. of fear. Like that, yo, yeah. I, wherever he's, I hope he's in a ditch. And I hope someone shits I on it. I thought she was going to... And I hope someone throws fire on it. Petro <laughs> bomb it. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. I thought she was going to feel her mocks because of that experience. And I, I was I'm really, happy they really, didn't really do that. Sad. I'm happy they didn't do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, because... If that if the fire alarm was not pulled, she would have filled she would have filled those mocks because she was not she in, was in that not area. in there. So I'm so happy that didn't happen. I was having very very diversity if that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean she got the courage. I'm hopefully it's like credible to your point. Hopefully this is something that she like she she can notice the signs in future. It doesn't like it doesn't scar her permanently. Yeah, from men. yeah. It's just but something the, like it's, it's a learning curve. Some hopefully. men like I've been, yeah. No, I'm not saying. There's this guy had no signals until the until the last second. Do you true, know what I mean? True, true. Like true. she she did everything, and then like you could excuse away everything. Like he asked me too fast. Maybe he's been into me the entire time. Do you know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes that works. Sometimes I've done very experienced myself, but sometimes someone asks someone out after a day, and it works out for them. Do you know what I mean? And they have yeah. a nice, funny little story. So. I think what the show... Yeah, but if you're excusing two, three things, then I mean, that's too many things to Obviously, when it's two, three things, yeah. Things. I, yeah. Think, I think what the show he's, did... He asked too early. He's yeah. jealous. He's, he's, yeah, I think that was later on, though, because he got her. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean for future future relationships. No, not, not with the... But with oh, boys, it's done. Like, there's nothing she could have done. Yeah. Because I think what I want her to do is I hope she en- finish her A-levels. hope she enjoys herself. Take some time out for her. Do fun things for Viv. You know what I mean? Viv is going to yeah. Cambridge. She doesn't have time for that, for fun. No, no. <laughs> you can have fun. Like, have fun. Obviously, it doesn't mean, like, getting drunk or whatever. Like, just do something you like doing once a week. Because I don't think Viv's ever done anything for herself. Mm-mm. Truly. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe let her do that. You know, you keep being best friends with Jack, so maybe he'll hook you up with one of your, his, little, his little friends. Um, Priscilla said if they're not going to get together I'll settle for <laughs> they're not going to get together let him get let yeah, him get um, <laughs> um, Trinidad can I break your heart with seven words go on <laughs> but I but I quite like to hug you <sighs> yeah. bro I was literally, like, I literally had to just firm it. <laughs> firm it like a big man because... You didn't want your house to ask of... what's making noise in that room. Right? <laughs> 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 Why are you crying on a Tuesday night? Oh, my God. On a Friday night as well. That, oh, was no, that, that, that would have been miserable. <laughs> but... I think what I, I guess it hit me more just because it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, hulk the horse, and he's like, nah. Because what immediately he said, nah. I thought, okay, he hasn't gotten to that stage of like being emotional and being in touch with his emotions. Yeah. And then he goes, 
can I hug you? And uh, I can't talk anymore. You guys just can't carry on. Man. <laughs> is afraid of crying on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Dead. I'm good. But oh. it was it was it was an amazing scene. Like yeah. I, I loved it. It was yeah. it was great, man. I mean, they've and done they've done such good work. I with, think we've, with those we've spoken about it on the pod before, but they just sell you that father son relationship yes. just because of how so good how well they act in terms of like their mannerisms and stuff less so than 30 years between them i'm pretty sure so i guess it works it's just it's just yeah it's just they are father and son i don't know how the casting worked but those guys like it's, you're like yeah. it's amazing it's amazing I, I, think he, I mean this is not coincidence but like he was riding that horse the way adam rode the horse the first time like the way like it that was just acting so cool man anyways um priscilla yeah thoughts on on the gruffs that got to I, I, I was like oh i literally was telling myself you need to actually grow up the 25 fam why you can't stop yourself because in my head i'm like you have a healthy relationship with your father why are you getting upset mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like this doesn't even affect you. Why are you? Why are you? Why are you entering like, this? This is not. This, <laughs> this, this is not in your ministry. Because <laughs> no, I was getting, uh, I was myself getting so upset. I'm like, I can't relate to this feeling. <laughs> like, I don't. I, I, this has never happened to me. <laughs> so why am I getting emotional? But it was, it was so nice seeing them hug. I can't believe I was crying over men hugging. Can you imagine? And you know both of is, them are so stiff. Yeah, they're so stiff. Yeah. They play, you know, the typical <laughs> British dad, white British dad, white British dog, yeah. so well. The whole, like, you're right, mate, you're right, mate, but they don't know how to hug. <laughs> Did I have you hugged your dad? Yes, I have. I don't think I have. I probably have maybe once or look, twice. Look, yeah, Do you know what? This, this must be weird because, you know, my... I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks, and and I, and I would hug is, him as well. Is it like a full? Is it like a full hog, front hog? I don't think it's full. Really? Yeah, I think I've done the side hog. But I think I've done the full front the... hog. Uh, we have done the full, but I think if I see him in a couple of weeks, it's going to be side. This is so weird because my dad is such an affectionate man. Like he's always with me and yeah. my brother and my sister. He he hugs. He's, he's he, that's all he is. Like he's he's probably the only one in my dad's my out of his siblings who is, but. He's the same as my grand. My granddad used to be the same. Like, he's just overly affectionate. I think because he's the odd one out. Because I don't think, like, he hugs my brother so much. Like my brother's like, get off, as a joke. Because yeah. he does it that much. Fair. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not personally a hugger, but that that's a diff- that's why entering nature versus nurture territory there now. I don't know if like <laughs> if I was born like that. That's just what my society made me. Um, I was gonna say that. Um... I was gonna say maybe it's like a father son thing, but then Priscilla said her dad hugs her brother, so uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why I didn't use me. Grew up in Nigeria. There's a reason why I didn't use me because I'm a girl, and there's always like dad daughter thing. But yeah, he's like that with my brother. I mean, not to be not to generalize, but I'm pretty sure like the average of people that grew up in Nigeria. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why Nigerian fathers have hugged their sons. African dads. (laughs) African dads don't do that. Even the... African dads don't do it. Yeah, this is not like... This is not an indictment on my... No, that's what I'm saying. I've been generally... Even the best relationships is still like... Yeah, African dads don't do that. Like, that's what I always say to myself. My dad's probably a diamond a dozen. (laughs) Because my stepdad isn't like that. He's more of a jokey guy. Like he, he, he do something like that to service, yeah. and that would be his way of showing. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, the gloves, they did it. They pulled it. I mean, that's... Honestly, I'm looking at the clock and I feel like if I start pulling the thread of that gruff situation, we'll be here for an, another hour. So let's just, but like, yeah, is that, 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 that thing is, Priscilla mentioned something, it's like, I have a good relationship with my dad around my life and I just getting emotional. But I think, gruff senior is very, has parts of him that are very typical of a Nigerian parent. I don't think, I, I think most of our parents who are the, like the good ones, obviously they're terrible parents, but most of our parents who are the good ones, are not maybe not don't bully as much as he did, but like, there's some things that are there. There's some things that like they get angry when you when you you don't live up to your potential when you do succeed and they mm-hmm. they take it out in a way that you're like whoa, chill like chill mm-hmm. like and like or they raise certain things so highly like being I don't know thinking things through. You get what I mean? I'm just saying like there's the things in. Um, growth senior that like are consistent with a lot of Nigerian parents, African parents, um, strict strict white parents, and so I don't think it's not impossible to like <laughs> to find those things. Like I I watch them like th- th- I can't get those things in this kind of growth growth relationship. Just things like if I pull on that, I could probably extrapolate the whole relationship that I have with my father. Like he's not he's not a bully like this guy. But I also probably at certain points I'm afraid of him the way Adam's afraid of his dad. Or I don't want to disappoint him the way Adam's want to disappoint his dad. And I feel like he reacts too harshly the way Groff Senior reacts too harshly. And you get you get those things and you're like, oh, there's all these things kind of like they're not the same person, but they all kind of have similar ingredients. Yeah. But instead of two spoons of sugar, we put half a spoon. And instead of cumin, there's oregano. It's just like it's just is basic ingredients and just anyway just so yeah I, there are things of like this is sometimes it used to be too close to home but sometimes it's so far off base we're just like it was just a very very interesting and sometimes again there's sometimes i'm like well i know i think growth senior is actually correct i think i think adam you're being you're being wrong it's just, and again i don't know if that's true if that's correct or not but it's again it's part of like my socialization and thinking that these things are what are important or these things are the right way to do things. So yeah. because that's the, what I have been modeled on, not just not even at home, but in school, in secondary school, in primary school, whatever. So I think, oh, no, Groff Senior is actually correct here and Adam is the one wrong. But anyway, yeah, that's a whole different thing. And Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. did you think Groff Senior was right when he said Adam shouldn't do the farming apprenticeship? Not right, but I could definitely see his point of view, hundred percent. Like, yeah, fair and, enough. I, I yeah, expected that. And, yeah, it's just like because because of where we come from, it's just kind of the questions yeah. would be like, what are the prospects? What are I you? mean, what he said was bar for bar what a Nigerian dad would exactly. say. These are the exact <laughs> questions that the Nigerian parent would ask you. What are the prospects? What would you do after? Would you just be teaching them how to like ride horses? So yeah, no, I mean. Yeah, but I know that's not the healthiest version of events or the healthiest way to look at things because yeah. I've been able to like widen my experiences. But at the same time, I, I but that's just I don't know. That's the way we that's where we grew up, I guess. But yeah, if like it's so Priscilla back to the original point, I just feel like if it's it's impossible, well, not impossible. That's a harsh word, but like it'd be very surprising if actually male children and their fathers watch that relationship like they don't even relate to it. Recognize, yeah, it's too relatable. Then I'll just be like. I'll be like, I need to grow up in your house. I need to see what like what experience you had growing up. If not if nothing here is relatable to you, then that's a different that's a different thing. Um, okay. 
let's do Amy quickly and then we'll end there. I think we've kind of covered everybody. Uh, Priscilla, you said Amy made you cry. Do you want to touch on Amy quickly? Do you know what? I think it was really lovely to see her like get to the place she got to at the end. Mm-hmm. And it was at her own pace. And yeah, to just to see it, ah, oh, she made me cry. It was, I think it was, it wasn't, it was right at the end. It was just seeing her like be happy after the, what with with Isaac, with the man, um, but <laughs> just to see, <laughs> no, but just to see her. Man is Voldemort now. <laughs> <laughs> like you think he killed somebody? <laughs> Sorry, please continue. But just to see her happy, just her mm-hmm. happy, was moving. So I'm like, this girl needed something good to happen to her. Like she really yeah. needed something good to happen to her, and I've been, and I'm happy that they did it in the way they did it. That they didn't, they she took it at her pace. That Isaac was really understanding about everything. Probably mm-hmm. the best first person you want to be with or to date after a situation like an incident that are happening to you, because because he can understand like yeah, going at a pace that works. That works because sometimes when you go through something like that, that's already crap and you're already going through it and you're trying to, you know, wrestle with it and move on from it and heal from it. And then the next person you meet, whether you talk to them, you date them, you do anything with them, that can then make or break everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, they damn mm. again. <laughs> like, a- again, mm. really? Like, and it'll be in a different way because obviously yeah. her first experience was a stranger on the bus this time it's someone you know intimately so i was really happy that she was with someone who was understanding of that because the the one thing you kind of need in that situation is someone who gets it because of course she's a 17 year old girl when she likes someone of course you want to date them that that's an element for anyone who's ever gone for anything like this before but there's also an element of being scared and i'm happy that they showed all the dynamics of part of that of sometimes you want to date Mm. and but then there's the thing that stops you from wanting to do it because what if this happens again and then it was nice mm-hmm. that she had someone supportive with her who basically said you do what you want like i'm not here to tell you what you shouldn't shouldn't do because it's it's what you want to do i'm just happy mm. even if you don't want to do anything i'm just happy us being and we're friends whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable I think he gave her agency to make a decision herself without forcing himself on her and without manipulating her to make the decision. I was happy yeah. he just let her make the decision, whatever that decision was. I don't. I could tell if it went either way, he was never going to feel anything about it because he wanted her to be happy at the end of it. That was the only thing he cared about. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy for her. That's when I got really emotional because I'm like, oh, this is actually really nice. Mm-hmm. To watch her be happy, yeah, and she, honestly, like Amy, was her last name in real life as well. She's so beautiful as well, so and she's got a really lovely smile. So just to see her smile genuinely and everything up because that what happened to her, I've never wanted to fight someone so much in my life. That was <sighs> nasty. What happened yeah, to her? That was not. Yeah, yeah, that was not fun. I'd forgotten about the whole. Um, you know when the girls go on the bus with her. Oh, that's one of the best scenes. That's one of the best scenes yeah, I've yeah, seen. Yeah, I forgot about that until this season. Yeah, when I started talking about, it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember when they did that. Um, okay, I think we can wrap up. We're gonna skip therapy corner for time, but also like all the therapy in this like 
everybody came with good advice. It was the end of the season. Everybody was good. Oh, was good. Oh, he's a good therapist, whatever. Um, oh, shit. We didn't even talk about her. You want to talk about Oh, let's talk about Oh. Let's talk about Oh. Let's talk about oh. Hold my hands up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you apologize to Oh, but not, no, not to Isaac. Because I apologize to her because she owned up to it publicly. That needed to happen. For me, that was the only way I think it would have been proper retribution because you embarrassed Ruby mm-hmm. publicly. So you needed to confess everything publicly. Like yeah. now she now O can move on with her life and know that that thing has been said and will actually will make her a better therapist now that she's exposed and actually it will make it easier for people to open up to her. Maybe some people, if someone who's been a bully, who's now want to reform and they want to talk to her, she can explain from her perspective how that feels. A person who has been bullied, I don't know. I don't know because if you've heard your therapist, if your therapist then told you, you don't do it. But if you ever found out that your Mm. therapist did bully someone, you're not going to really want to talk to that person if you've been bullied yourself. So she's opened her, she's shot herself in the foot in that sense. But now she can live her life freely, but I'm happy she apologized to Ruby. And it wasn't like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was more, no, I'm sorry because of what I did was crap. And, yeah. you know, if you don't forgive me, you don't forgive me. But she, you can tell that she was saying the sorry because she wanted to say sorry, not because she was expecting forgiveness mm-hmm. from Ruby. So, yeah, I, I hold my hands up. Okay. Um, the segment I have here. Is I, I titled it Lines That Are Bojack Level Too Close to Home. So, <laughs> uh, but I only have three. So, um, this is from, huh, who said this? Anyway, so the line is I'm worried that if I think about it too much, I'm going to end up all sad. So, I'm just not thinking about it. That was Otis, actually, Otis to Gene. Yeah. And I was like, okay, calm down. Um, the next one was, I think, Abby. So, yes, it says, thinking negative things just makes me feel heavy. If I think about how hurt I feel, I just want to scream. So, I try to keep things light, which are actually all. So, I realized that all the three lines I have are all very similar. They all kind of have the same theme of like bearing things down and trying to not think about yeah. deep stuff. And, um, Priscilla, can I schedule in a meeting? Because it seems like I'm starting a therapy session right now. Um, and then the third one, is the big one from Joan and she goes I'm scared that if I stop moving and I start properly talking about what happened then it might all catch up with me and I'm able to pretend oh, that I'm okay anymore about that oh my gosh that was so sad yeah. so I figured we'll use this just to talk about to Joan and then we'll wrap up with Joan um that was heartbreaking yeah. and you know what it yeah. made everything she's been doing make sense as soon mm-hmm. as she said it, I yeah. was like, ah, yeah. And what I was really yeah. happy about is that it was an intimate moment between her and Jean and no one knows other than her and Jean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm happy that she, because sometimes it's always very scary to say something like that happening to you. Especially, it's even more frightening when your sister is a therapist and she's well-versed in this. Yeah. Because some people think mm. it makes it easier. No, it doesn't. It makes it 20 times harder. Because then you feel like, I have to tell them, but I'm not ready to tell them. But if I tell them, are they going to psych- psychoanalyze what's going on in my feelings? Mm-hmm. Are they now going to mm-hmm. keep... You want a sister, not a therapist. Yeah. So I was really happy that she managed to tell her. And I was happy that she told her at the time she told her, because obviously it was right for her. 
mm-hmm. because obviously she and her sister were close, but they weren't that close. And I think obviously building a relationship with her, obviously with looking after the child and them bonding over everything and her seeing Jean at rock bottom pretty much and seeing her sister as her sister and not as what she envisioned her in her head probably made her feel comfortable enough to be like, you know what, I can talk about this. This is something mm. I can disclose with her. And I'm really happy that she was able to do that because that's the hardest, the hardest thing is to say it. Like I always tell my patients, like that, well, I used to tell my patients, but the hardest thing is to say it. Saying it is 70% of the problem solved. Well, not the problem mm. solved, but 70% of what you're feeling will be pretty much easy a little bit by you saying, by you being able to talk about it. The hard work comes in when it already comes to re constantly reassessing the situation, constantly reaffirming, you know, that what happened to you was awful an experience and it should have never have happened. No one should have ever done this to you. Do you know what I mean? But it was, I'm really happy because it means Jean actually did create a very good safe space. Yeah. But I was happy that Jean didn't do the typical thing, which is then you, sometimes when someone tells you something like that to you, you tend to like do too much and she didn't do anything. She just let her sister talk and express herself. But this wasn't news to Jean, right? Jean knew this. Jean knew this. Joe hadn't said it. Joe hadn't said it, yeah. Because it's different to know something and then someone actually saying it. I could suspect you or something, but I can't say that thing is true until you've told me. So I was really happy that Jean didn't do the thing of like, I knew it because she could have done that. And someone who's <laughs> not educated could have gone, oh, I thought that thought because I you've did. been doing this and you've been doing that. Yeah. Um, not on live, but like it, they could have done not done this in this way at all. Oh, they could have okay, done it different way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought that, you know, I thought that your behavior was a bit like this and this and this, that she just let her talk and just let her say her piece because that's the hardest bit. Um, so I was happy that she did that. And I, I loved their relationship. I thought they had a really lovely relationship, actually. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to Otis actually confronting his mum for the first time. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for him to do that for four years, and he's finally done it. Not in the right way, but he finally said <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I thought that was a bit <laughs> He didn't say it in the harsh. right way. He was too harsh, but he'd been bottling yeah. that up for years. For years, yeah. he'd been bottling that up. So I'm happy that he said it. Mm. And he apologized. That's also the important part. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And she said thank you for the for apologizing, which that's my common thing from the other end. It's not common for the other person to say thank you for apologizing. Um, I am going to concede to anything about that Joan situation. Unless you do you feel like you can contribute to that discussion? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Um, uh but yeah, no, I mean Chidu Priscilla, thank you very much. This has been an incredible four plus hours of podcasting. I really enjoyed talking about this show. Same. As you guys have said many times, this is like, it's a great show. I think hands down, undoubtedly, objectively, uh, covered so many topics so explicitly well. Obviously, some things aren't as great, but I would always, personally, I always, I always applaud the attempt at first. And then if you didn't, if you didn't make it, like, we, we go again. But at least I, I like that you, you tried and you didn't just take the easy way out and just talk about the white cis hetero stories. So um, any final thoughts before I wrap up? 
Just sad that the show is going away, but yeah, glad to have recorded this few podcasts with you guys. We should do this more often. Yeah, and at least we're happy with the end. I mean, look, yeah, exactly. it might come out. It might come out in a few days, and everybody hits the ending. But you know what? Uh, at least us, we want it in a vacuum, and we are happy with what happened. <laughs> Our opinion might end up being unpopular, and everybody might insult us, but we are happy with what we watched. Please, if they insult us, no publicity is bad publicity. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If they insult us, I will put all. You will be surprised how many TikToks you see. I will put all of them out. I was like, look at these terrible opinions oh that these people put out. Um, no, no, I, I hope people enjoyed this. I really like the way it, it wrapped up. Okay. Thank you very much, Priscilla and Thank you very much, listeners. You guys have stayed with us. Each episode has got progressively longer. So thank you. And join us next week when we'll be joined, when I'll be joined by the incredible Oscar winner, director of the upcoming film, The Kitchen. Sandra Kalia. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.